about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Hello and welcome to this week's program. This program is called All In With The Lord, and every week we get together to talk more about how we can utilize what Jesus came to show us and how to live life and live it to its fullest according to God's Word. You know, God's Word, meaning the Bible, His promises, it's amazing how everything in the Bible, all the stories of the Bible, cooperate with each other to help us to better understand who we are and who we are in Christ. God sent Jesus into the world to correct what happened when Adam and Eve in the garden ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the only one who could correct it was Jesus. No matter how hard man, Adam, or any descendant of Adam would try, they couldn't fix what was wrong because of eating from that tree. But one man could. His name was Jesus the Christ, and he came into the earth, and he was born, and he lived communicating directly with the Father. He did not have the natural inheritance that comes by blood for all of us that were born as descendants after Adam sinned. So Jesus was outside the framework of what we are all born into. Therefore, he had an opportunity, and he took advantage of it, to directly communicate with the Father in a way that each one of us now, because of him, can also communicate with the Father. So on today's program... I thought I would try to recap a few things in, in a way that hopefully that we can all catch on. You know, sometimes we get going so fast in life, it's very difficult to grasp all of the opportunities that exist because of who we are. And we are children of God. We were created. When you, I mean, anyone who's any kind of scientist at all has to admit that the human body is one of the most amazing uh, creations ever. And all of the universes inside of the human body, all of the... Uh, things that take place for us to be alive, to breathe, to eat, to process, to expel the food, take out the nutrients. I mean, 
when you stop and think about even the least person among us on the earth has a body that is so valuable. Now, what they do with that body and how they use it, how we use it, uh, determines the outcome of your existence. So, one person comes into the earth and doesn't have good situations and doesn't understand and ends up homeless or ends up in a situation where there's no opportunity for them, they think, to succeed. And then someone else, on the other hand, is born into a situation where someone else succeeded and left it all to them, and they don't know how they got it, but they have it. So that's a different scenario. And then there are those who were born with nothing, but yet they find their way through life to accumulate great wealth or health or a family, which is very valuable. But they, there's different scenarios, and all of us are different. And yet here comes Jesus for all of us, not just some, but for all. And, and Jesus came to correct the malfunction, so to speak. You know, in, in today's world, if we have, if we're a technology company and we sell a piece of equipment that's, that we send out because someone purchased it and it fails, then we have a technician that we send into the field, right, to fix it. Could be a hospital piece of equipment, could be a manufacturing thing, you know, whatever. We send out into the field someone who's capable of fixing it. In this case, there was only one person ever that could fix what happened on planet Earth. And his name was Jesus. He volunteered to come. A couple of things had to take place. One is he had to live out um, for us an example of some extreme things that could actually be done on the earth. Those extreme things have to do with casting out devils, which he did. Praying over people and watching them be, whole, be made whole or healed. Those types of things were examples of thinking outside of the norm. You know, at that time when he was here, the norm was very religious from the Jewish perspective, very law-driven. Everything had to be done exactly as the law said, and, and the ones who became the teachers of the law, they became sort of the uh, people who were at the highest level uh, of, of leadership, especially over the Jewish nation. Now, of course, over Rome, Caesar and 
and and all of that was a whole different leadership structure but they acknowledged the Jewish nation and allowed them to operate within their jurisdiction as long as they paid their taxes and lived law-abiding lives so the Romans had control but the bottom line is that Jesus came not abiding within the lines, not coloring in the lines, coloring outside. The, the Jewish leadership could not accept anything apart from these, these laws. The original intent of the law was to get people on track because of what happened in the garden. People were out of control. They had gotten to a place where it was pretty wicked on the earth. And Jesus and God had to do something, so he gave them a set of laws. I mean, you know, even when the first death occurred in the earth, uh, murder had not been considered breaking the law. So it wasn't that when the first person died that they didn't really break a law because there was the law had not yet been given. So now once the law came it it gave an opportunity for people to somewhat utilize the structure and the principles that will bring a blessing back on their life the whole goal from day one when adam lost the blessing he lost the opportunity to have everything easily without working for it um, God's plan was to get the blessing back, to bring it back home, so that you could, and I, and any descendant, would not have to live in hell without the blessing. Like, the, if God created us to be, to to have dominion and to take a have authority and 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 to utilize everything, so that every the circumstances around us would obey us. If he created us that way and not having the knowledge to use that, I mean, I guess it's like uh, someone buying a car, never having used a cigarette lighter and doesn't even know what it is, that they might be trying to start a f flame or a fire and they don't even realize they could go in and use their cigarette lighter to do that. You know, you could be in the middle of the woods dying of cold, uh, but you got a car there, and it won't start maybe, but it will turn on, the ignition will turn on, because <coughs> the battery's working, <coughs> and the lighter would work. But no one thinks to turn on, the car, to get the lighter to work, to take a piece of paper, to start a flame, to go start a fire, to warm you up so you don't die. So, in our case, there's so many gifts, there's so many uh, things God has placed in each one of us that we're just not using. You're just not using them. So, what we've learned is we've learned that the tree of knowledge of good and evil produces the kind of information or fruit that tells us things we don't need to know. And our mind tends to focus on the negative instead of the positive. 
And then there's the Word of God, which is the tree of life. And that Word of God focuses on getting us the truth, the promises. So God's whole plan was to bring to us the truth back since Adam lost it. So we could go back to the tree of life, but we couldn't go back the same way Adam was. We had to go a different way. And we went the way we go back is through Jesus the Christ. He came, he paid the debt for our sins on the cross. He paid that debt. And when he did that, he he did it. We are co-crucified with him. He did it for all of us. All of us are, are redeemed if we'll receive it. Now, the whole thing with faith, utilizing faith, is receiving something you cannot necessarily physically see with these eyes. But it is a spiritual thing. So when we receive by faith anything, we're not seeing it physically at, at the same time. We're seeing it internally. And how do we do that? Well, how do we see anything internally? First of all, it starts with a thought. So we're constantly, every day, being bombarded with thoughts, whether we know it or not. And they're coming from different sources. Now, the, the world's source of thinking is from itself, the world, whether it's TV, radio, other people, just constantly reliving not-so-good things, negative things. The news is always telling us the negative. They seem to be really good at accentuating the negative. Now, if you go to a good church, on the weekends at least, you'll hear positive preaching, which helps you to renew your mind. But thoughts are passing all the time. Now, depending on what thoughts you are interested in, because we do have interests, obviously, uh, we are trained to believe thoughts are ours. Like, if you're thinking it, it must be the way you are. And if you have a bad thought, you must think you're a bad person. But that's not the case. So, thoughts are passing. They're going through. And they are, all day long. You may not know it, but they're going by you. Somebody's saying it, the radio's playing it, TV, somebody's online, Google, somewhere. Someone's placing a thought in front of you that you have a choice to either accept that thought or not. And that's called free will. So, God gave us all these attributes. First of all, you get their sources of information. Now, the source we're looking for is the Word of God. The Bible. It is absolutely the truth. The promises of God. But in order to get to those, it's kind of hard because we've been so saturated with the lies of the world. So these thoughts are passing. We have free will. Do we? What do we do with that free will? We allow certain thoughts to come in, entertain us, to the point where we might think we like that. Now, we, don't, we have to realize it's a, still a passing thought till we take it in. And once we take it in, we begin to imagine if what that might be like. 
whether it's thinking a guy thinking about a woman or a woman thinking about a guy or a couple thinking about having kids or or um, whatever, whatever it is, it starts with a thought and then it goes into the imagination. Now, inside of us, we are made up of, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in this earth suit, in this body. So the spirit and the soul has final authority over whether or not we're keeping that thought. But if if the spirit is weak, <clears throat> and most are when they start in this process, we allow these thoughts in our imagination to entertain us to the point where we think, boy, I'd like to try that. And, and we allow it to come in. So we accept that thought. But it's not ours until we accept it. And if you be honest with yourself, you'll realize this is a process. You could reject a thought. Um, there are people that get thoughts all day long about hurting themselves or hurting other people. Does that mean that's who they are? No. That just means they're having thoughts. Now, there's a lot of demonic out there that its purpose is to keep sending those thoughts to you. They just reverberate it. Make sure it's in front of you. And they get to know your weaknesses so they know which buttons to push, which thoughts to bring. And it's not until we actually come to a place with the Word of God that we reject those thoughts that they don't find their way in. Otherwise, they'll find their way in. The Bible says, says resist the devil and he flee, and he will flee. Well, how do you resist the devil? You resist the thought. So we literally are a resistance group to resist certain thoughts. So let's suppose you have bills due and you don't have the money. The natural, natural way to think would be, I'm in trouble. The supernatural way to think is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm going to witness a miracle. Most people will take the natural way. They just look at what they see and accept it as a fact. So the thought comes, oh man, what am I going to do? I imagine the worst, because that's so easy to do. Now, once your imagination gets a hold of it, and you may not even realize how often your imagination works, but nothing goes through your, uh, into, your, into your soul, into your body, without passing through the imagination. It's just that we do it so quickly and so easily that we don't even think about it. But you do think in pictures, and you're picturing something. You just don't realize it. Then it logs it into your conscious mind in a place where it becomes a conscious thing. I mean, you just know how much is in your bank account. You know how many people are in your family. You know how many people you are got to feed tonight. You know in your conscious mind. But our spirit and soul are separate from your mind. That's just a computer that's logging it all in. And it made it through the door of the imagination. So then what happens is you begin to talk about it. Some people talk before they even think. The minute they have a thought, they start talking. 
and their mouth speaks these words into the earth atmosphere. Faith or worry comes by hearing and hearing the word. Hearing the word of God is faith. Hearing the word of the world brings worry and fear. And the more you say it, the more you hear it, the more it goes into you. Uh, words are containers. And sometimes you have a thought that's really weak. But when you say it, you give it power. And to the degree that you believe when you speak it, what you thought, your imagination produces vivid pictures. You have that ability to do that. And then what happens is if you repeat the same problem over and over again, it drops into what we call the heart. And you've heard it said by me and others that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The issues of life in Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Now, it doesn't get into the heart without first having been a thought and gone through your imagination, into your conscious, out of your mouth, back into your imagination, into, into your uh, conscious mind. And it goes in, in a way that it builds a foundation for that thought so that you actually believe that. That is my problem. I own it. And that problem then drops into your heart. You know in your heart you got a problem. The opposite of that is you know by faith that God's Word will deliver you from that problem. And you put that in and keep saying that, and that drops into the heart and says, no matter what, my God will deliver me. Now, here's the interesting thing. Your heart is connected to another area that God put in us. And that area is a, a power source that is connected to what we call the invisible world. The invisible world that God, that Jesus talked about, that world of, of spirit, that spirit world. You can't see it. It's invisible to the, to the eye, but not to the spirit. You can feel it, but it's a spirit world. It's a quantum physics world. It is the world where everything has atomic structure is happening all around you and I. Around you and I are frequencies and invisible uh, communications, all colors, everything. You cannot see. It's a different spiritual realm. But it is a realm. It is absolutely an uh, invisible world that's creating constantly everything in this earth. Science is aware of it. The scientists, the top scientists, are aware that every atom with the electrons surrounding it, if two different people see that, go after that same atomic electron structure, it will react differently to each person based on what they believe. 
based on what they're expecting to see. So our whole world around us is based on what we are perceiving to see, what we expect to see. The word expect is a very important word because in the Bible it tells us about our earnest expectations. We are to have earnest expectations. Now, the the, the, the average person or the, the most people you run into believe that all the circumstances that you live in in your life that you got to up until today are uncontrollable. That's just the way it is. But those of us who have read the Bible and read the Word have come to realize that every circumstance can be altered and changed by us changing our thoughts, our words, our heart. The heart is connected to the invisible world. The quantum world is waiting. It's waiting every day for what you believe so it can go out and create it. And this area that we have connected to the heart, which scientists call or people call the subconscious mind, that's an area that's connected directly to it. It's a creative power put there by God because he made us in his image and his likeness to be able to create just like him. It's creating 24 hours a day. It doesn't stop. Now, it's creating based on two roots. I call it the RF factor. So it's either a release of faith or it's a release of fear. So all the circumstances that come at us are circumstances. And if we if we allow those circumstances to get us to believe that we are uh, actually in a situation for real, then it will create that situation. So we accept, we accept the fact that we are absolutely in trouble if it's a fear thing. And it goes out and creates more of it. Therefore, we live in the fear. We create a circumstance that we believed. It just happens. However, you alter that by having the faith of knowing that circumstance is being changed. That circumstance is being altered. And we can change that by knowing that God himself gave us the ability to think differently, to not believe that. So what we see seems real, but what we perceive from the Word could tell us to do just the, it's just the opposite. And when we learn to change our thinking and change our heart, the outward changes for us. Miracles happen. 
situations happen and they alter themselves. Now, I hope this isn't too crazy, but I'll tell you, you know, God wants us out of our situations. And, you know, we just need to realize who we are. We have to take a break. But I'm going to come back and keep talking about this whole opportunity here we all have to not be overtaken by problems, but to overtake them. We'll be right back. Don't go away. It's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Broadcasting live from historic West Norriton Township. This is AM 1180. AM 1180. WFYL. King of Prussia. Philadelphia. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. And we are here today talking about being all in with the Lord. And part of being all in is understanding that you're created by the Father. You are a creation that He is so excited about. God loves you. I don't care what you've done, where you've been. God loves you. He, he created all of us. And when we have offspring, it just keeps on going in this miraculous human body. And when I listen to people who don't know the Lord talk about it, they, all they can talk about is, is how uh, we've all evolved to such an incredible situation here. And they have no clue that evolution for billions of years couldn't produce the kind of miracles it takes for one human body to live and to and to live in the earth I, you 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 can't any intelligent being with any ounce of intelligence knows that you can't take disorder and you can't take nothing and make something from nothing it's not possible and god didn't do that either he didn't make the earth and all of us from nothing. He made it from something that was unseen. It's the invisible world. It's the atomic world. It is a subatomic and subatomic world. And that's what quantum means. Quantum is subatomic to the, to the smallest atom. <clears throat> if you keep breaking down every little atom, it's subatomic, subatomic, <clears throat> all the way down. There is structure. And and that's what we're made from. So for anyone, and anyone, I don't care how if you went to 50 colleges and got 50 degrees, and somehow your brain is telling you this we just evolved out of nothing. I, I would say that the ignorance, the level of ignorance for all the learning a person like that would have is amazing because it's not possible. And it will never be possible because that's not how it is. How it is, is that 
There is a creator. He always was. <laughs> he is, he always was, and he always will be. Now, I know our finite minds cannot wrap themselves around that. But don't try right now, because let's focus on you. Let's focus on the fact that God, this God, this creator, this alien, some people love the idea of aliens, so let's call him an alien. But the alien who created us, who decided we are to be, made us in his own image and likeness, and then wanted us to come to an understanding of realizing that he will never hurt us. His goal and intentions throughout the universe, forever and ever, are never to hurt us, only to bless us. And the only way we could learn that is on this planet, making a choice that we want him to, we want his perfect will in our life. That's a big thing right there. People don't all accept it. Oh, God's will be done for my life. They get afraid of that because they have their own selfish will and they think what they want should supersede what God wants. And I thought that way too. But then I realized that his will for my life was actually better than the one I thought I had. I don't care if you, if you love to collect cars, if you, if you like to be around women as you're a guy or a girl versus a guy. I mean, it doesn't matter. God created you. It, he knows what's in you. If you wanted a lot of money so that you could just go live on an island, God put that in you. However, there are also those who need help, and he also put in you the ability to have compassion and love, forgiveness, and all the things necessary. So what God wants you to have, all the things you think you want, he wants you to have. Don't fight him. Let him have his way. It's, it's marvelous when God's will, when you, when you say, God's will be done in my life, and mean it. Now what happens is you short-circuit all those bad thoughts or selfish thoughts, and you allow to go into your mind and into your heart God's perfect will. And His perfect will begins to create in the quantum world the perfect life that you always wanted, which we would call heaven. And when you go to heaven, you will live in that type of an environment. But, as he said when he taught, taught us to pray, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So you don't have to wait to go to heaven, and you don't have to get excited about dying to go to heaven. You can actually have heaven on earth. How do we get there? By realizing there's equipment in us that God put there, and it's communicating with the quantum world, the subatomic world, all every day, 24 hours a day, creating for you what you believe you want. That's the problem, though. Most people don't know what to believe they want, or what they believe they want isn't really what they want. And therefore, God's perfect will can't be done. But the more we can submit or surrender to the idea that God Almighty, the Creator, actually knows and has a plan that's best for you, 
we can give in to that. The Bible, Jesus told, told us that in his Father's house there are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. Well, how, does, how do you know you're going to like that place? You have to trust that God knows best what your mansion is going to look like. He didn't say trailer park. He didn't say small house. He said mansions. Could have said a lot of things. Home. He could have said there's a home for you. But he said mansions. So I'm imagining, in my imagination, that every home is a mansion in heaven. Jesus goes to prepare a place for us. But he also said, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So if I have a mansion in heaven, why can't I have one also materializing here on earth? And that is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about God placed us, every one of us, here with this God-given equipment that that enables the quantum world to work for us. He gave us dominion over the subatomic world. But it works by what we think, what we say, what we believe, and it drops into our heart, which then becomes our, our, our soul and our spirit. It's who we are if we accept it and, and want to be that way. Uh, a person who's a thief has accepted their, that's how they make money. They're a thief. They can resist that, though. They can change. We can change anything with knowing that we can change. The first step is the knowing you can. So when we, when, it, when we finally, in our heart, it drops into our heart, we release either faith or fear. If we're worried about something, it's fear. And if we're believing for something, it's faith. They call it the RF factor. What is your RF factor? Are you releasing fear or releasing faith? And, and when you talk to people, you can come to know very quickly uh, which one they're releasing. They'll tell you. They'll tell you how worried they are, how fearful they are. They will tell you. Um, all you have to do is listen. So if you're shopping for a spouse or a companion, you might want to listen carefully to what they're releasing every day because you will be trapped into that bondage with them if you make them your partner in life. So that's a whole other story. So in the quantum world, it's waiting. It's reacting every day. Something is occurring every day to transform your world. Now, our world, our world is what you f consciously find yourself in right now. Now, let's talk about the word now for a second. Because in Hebrews 1, it does say that now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. So it's referring to that there's an invisible world. There is things you cannot see. So let's go back and read it again. It says, and I'm not excluding the first word. The most important word is the first word. Now, now, now faith. What is now faith? It's a kind of faith. There's faith where people say, well, I know in the future everything's going to work out okay. But do, do you really know that? So there's now and there's the future. 
I know in the past it didn't work out okay. So there's the past. Now, what's the only thing we have control over? We have control over now. And the minute we finish taking control over now, we've moved into the next now. Every second is a new now. Every minute is a new now minute. Everything is now. You only have now. So you can only control what you do right now. Like if I said to you, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord, will you accept him as Lord now? And if you say, no, I'm going to think about that, uh, I'm not ready. Okay, so that's maybe in an upcoming now, but it's a now. This word now is very important because what you believe right now, what you are expecting right now, what you feel right now is communicating with your heart, which is communicating with the quantum world, which is creating your tomorrow. Your next now, your next tomorrow is controlled by what you feel and think and say right now. So the only way to change what you want is to change your now. A lot of people are captive to the past. Therefore, their now is rehearsing what they didn't want over and over again, thereby creating the same thing over and over again. I call that the merry-go-round effect. You keep going around the merry-go-round saying, why does this always happen to me? Why does this happen to me? Why do I get into this situation? The only way that you can change tomorrow is to change the way you think now. When you begin to thank God for what he's already done, and that's the reason it's portrayed that way. He already gave us and has everything you're going to need. Everything is provided. Everything is done. But we have to know that in the now, regardless of what we see, touch, or feel. So regardless of what's around you, you have to go inward in your imagination and begin to thank God and praise God for having already delivered you from the evil of this present world. How do you do that? By renewing your mind with the Word of God, rather than renewing your mind with the Word of the world. The world says, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer, too many chiefs, not enough Indians, sit down, don't rock the boat. Right now, in the world system, they, they, you just got to turn on the news, and if you keep listening to that day after day, you're convinced that the whole earth is about to, boom, explode, because everything's crazy. Now, if you get enough people believing that, you create environments where it appears to be that. But as a Christian, knowing that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, knowing that no weapon formed against me will prosper, 
for my righteousness is of the Lord, but whatever I do will prosper, for I am a tree planted by the rivers of living water, or knowing that no evil will befall me, neither shall any plague come near my dwelling, for God has given his angels charge over me, changes what's going on in my environment. But what's going on in yours? What are, you, what are we allowing? What are we tolerating? When you get sick and tired of being sick and tired of the same thing happening over and over again in your life, and you take God's Word and actually make an effort to believe it and speak it and praise God and thank Him that He's already paid the price. He's already seated in heaven, and we are seat, seated <coughs> in Him. When, you, when we do that, we realize He's put our enemies under our feet. We are the body of Christ. We are in the earth. Jesus is the head. He's seated. We're the body, and we are to trample on the enemy. We have been given dominion. It has been restored because of what Jesus did that you and I couldn't do. So once we put in our heart what we believe and we change it from negative to positive, we change it from fear to faith, the quantum world begins to respond and you begin to see different outcomes in your life is in a period of materializing. I recently planted some grass seed out in my area here, my yard, and uh, every time I walk my dog, I'm looking to see did that grow yet. And it takes a little time because it's got to germinate the water, the rain, the sun, right? And it doesn't happen in an hour. It doesn't happen in 24 hours. It doesn't happen in 48, but it's something's going on, but I can't see it. That's the way the quantum world works. Something's going on, but you can't see it. And then all of a sudden, it'll just pop and you'll say, gee, something was happening, but I couldn't see it. That's the way your world is. So from the time every day now, every now, you're affecting what the quantum world is reproducing for you for tomorrow, the next day, the next day, and the next day. So, what are we going to do with our now? Remember, all you have is now. It changes the minute you get done praising God right now, there's the next now. You can stop and allow the world to come back in, or you can continue consistently resisting the devil. That's why the Bible says if we resist the devil's thoughts, he'll flee because they'll no longer be there because you replaced them with God's thoughts. Our world is our garden. We may not like it. And when you go to heaven, which I pray everyone who accepted that is listening accepted Jesus and I'll see you there. But when you get there, you're going to find out what you, you might, you might say to God, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you heal me? Why didn't you fix this? And he's going to sit you down and show you what you did. Because he put you in charge of you. He made you Lord of you. 
He made you Lord over the planet. Remember, Jesus is Lord of Lords. He's Lord of Lords. You are the Lord over you. And you're either choosing life or death, blessing or cursing. Jesus said, therefore choose life so that you could live more abundantly. Unfortunately, people like to blame God or someone or circumstances. Listen, there's only four stages that everyone has to live with. There's the building state where they are in the creative, changing, expectation, and hopeful state. Then they have to manage what they're creating, what they're believing, what they're imagining. And if they stop the creative side, the building side, they'll then begin to just stagnate and it will, they'll begin to defend why it's not working. Oh, I tried that prayer stuff. It doesn't work for me. I tried that speaking stuff. It doesn't work for me. Well, you're right. You just said it and you have implemented that structure into you, it doesn't work for you. And every atomic, subatomic structure that you come up against into, with the atoms and everything, the electrons, they already know not to work for you because you told them to. You are the Lord over you. And everything in this earth is responding to you, Lord, over you. I'm telling you, this is serious. This is real. Now, we're not gods. We're little gods. God's the God. But he made us just like him. you got to realize that. We have got to realize that. We have got to realize what part we play. So, we are to take control of those thoughts. Choose life. And when we choose it and resist the devil, resist the wrong thoughts, resist it, then we will have only thing left are the promises of God. And if you renew your mind by speaking, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. So when you speak it, and you have to speak it, you have to speak it. Yes, you can turn on and listen to preachers, but you have got to speak over your life, authority and dominion. <coughs> we <coughs> have been given dominion and authority over this world. <clears throat> How we get there to see the results of that is to exercise it in our own universe, our own world. And then the atomic structure, which science has now revealed that the electrons are waiting for a reaction from a person to determine what they will become. This is the fact. You can YouTube it. You can Google it. Man, it is all over the place. And yet people fail to understand that they have been put in charge of them. If you can't run you, what makes you think you can run anyone else? And that's what everybody tries to do, right? They try to tell everyone else how to live life and they haven't yet figured out their own. It is an opportunity of a lifetime, we could say, our lifetime to learn how to be God on this planet, in a place where we, on this planet, will someday leave it. We won't be able to control it. The Hitlers of the world will be finished. The ones who reject 
the goodness of God, the blessing of God, the healing power of God, and the fact that he redeemed you and paid the price. The people who reject it will be left without God. The hell that will be created will be the one they create because they don't think about helping others. They think about helping themselves only. So we are to love one another as Christ loved the church. That's the lesson. Getting unforgiveness out, getting all of the critter crap out of us, leaving in there the love for one another, to love one another as Jesus loved us, even to the point of death. If there's one of us in this planet that's hurting, then all of us are hurting. So, let's leave it with this. We only have a short time here. If there are people you know that are hungry, naked, need help, they need clothes, they need whatever, you need to start believing God to produce with you, in you, the resources to help them. So I don't have that kind of money. Okay. Do you have a phone number for a place that does? Are you praying for a place that does? We have to extend ourselves beyond us. We must learn for that. Learn to give because we want to be like God. He's a giver. Constantly giving to us. Constantly taking care of us. And we live in a planet that we can affect the outcome of tomorrow by taking advantage of our now. So what are you doing with now? What are you doing now? Right now. What are you thinking now? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for now. Thank you that all things are working together for my good right now. Thank you now. Thank you, and I'm in the next now, and the next now, and the next now. And it goes on for eternity, because your now, and now faith, is what we have to work with. So now, what are you thinking for your now, right now? Change your now to the Word of God. Allow God's Word to never return void by making it now. And we're out of time. I hope it makes some sense, and uh, have a great week. Talk to you next week on All In with the Lord. It's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time.